This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, everyone. It's Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, we're talking about podcast advertising, and I'm joined by Heather Osgood. She's uh, with True Native Media Agency. Heather, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I think we ran across each other on LinkedIn. You were making, you were either posting something um, highly intelligent or making a comment on somebody else's post about podcast advertising. I don't remember the exact case, but one of those two. Um, so I thought I have to ask to get her on the show to talk about advertising. I know people are thinking about it, trying to do it. Um, so uh, let's dive into that topic. Excellent. That's one of my favorite. And uh, how come? Why is it your, your specialty? Well, that's a great question. Um, my career has really been in advertising. I've been in it for quite a few years now, probably more than I care to say. And um, about four years ago, I saw a real need for podcast advertising representation in the space. And so I founded True Native Media to help podcasters because I felt like there were all of these great shows out there that weren't being properly monetized with advertising. And um, it turns out that that was the case. And with each passing day and year, there are just more and more podcasts that are being produced and more and more advertisers are interested in experiencing kind of the unique um, ex- you know, unique take on what podcast advertising is, which is a great host-read ad. And so that's that's an interesting comment. I was just going to ask about that. What is a good ad? So I sometimes I listen to shows, you know, and, and at the beginning you have to get to like the five-minute mark before you hear anything of substance other than stuff they're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I hear, I heard one this morning, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was actually the meetings today one, which I, I used to work with them, not currently on any of these projects, uh, but they said, this is spot somebody. And if you want to hear about their new project in detail, we have a whole thing later on. Um, so they're not wasting five minutes or, or taking up five minutes. So what's a good ad? How do you produce that? And, and um, where do you place it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. So, I have experienced that most of the shows who are going to front load their podcasts with ads are typically the really big successful shows. And my take on it is that they are able to front load their podcasts with so many ads because they are in such high demand. One of the unique things about podcast advertising is that there is very limited inventory. You can only put so many ads in one episode. So by the podcasters that are in high demand um, saying, hey, this is what we are offering. They are able to really structure those ad buys however they want. And the advertisers are still seeing results because they're reaching so many hundreds of thousands of people. For the average podcaster, it's not a wise idea to front load your podcast with ads because, you know, as you've mentioned, 
who wants to listen to five minutes of ads at the beginning of a show when you haven't even kind of gotten hooked into what the content is or what the topic of the program is going to be. So the best ads are ads that fall toward the middle of the program. And the podcast you were referring to that you listened to this morning, really what they did is they just kind of teased that advertiser, right? So they mentioned the brand so that (laughs) you would get some, you know, name recognition in terms of that company. And you could also, um, you know, have that expectation set that, oh, hey, later on in the program, they're going to tell me more about this. Um, A good ad is an ad that is created by the host where the host has experienced the product, where the host really likes the product um, and where they create an ad that feels more like content and less like a sales pitch. And the host liking the product, that's always an interesting discussion, right? Because if they get paid to run an ad, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, they have to like it, I guess, for real to say that. Um, interesting. And how, how soon do people, when should podcasters start doing ads? I mean, I, I'm just thinking about, so we're recording, of course, as always, in the Anchor app. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't really, I don't really run too many ads. You know, the calls to action are usually you know, buy a book or, you know, something like that, or, or check out the blog. Um, but early on when I started anchor immediately offered me a sponsorship. Right. And I think they Mm -hmm. just do that. So you play with it. So I put it on there and of course it's like two people listening. Right. So it's not like they got any reach, Uh, but when is too early to, or when do you start? How do you determine that you want to have ads on your podcast? Yeah, I think that that is definitely a very personalized decision. And I think that you make a really good point about the host really liking the product. So I just wanted to touch on that briefly. In my career, I have been in many different kind of forms of advertising. I've been in radio for a while and newspaper for a while, trade shows for a while. And what I found in all of those arenas, if somebody came to us, especially in in newspaper and and radio, if somebody came to us and said, hey, I'm making these water bottles and I want to advertise them on the radio, we would say, great, when do you want to start? If, you know, somebody said, hey, I'm I'm doing a goat circus and I want to advertise that with you, we'd say, great, bring it on. You know, I mean, of course, there were some limits with um, around drugs, alcohol, tobacco and things. Um, But other than that, we would take any advertising advertiser that came to us. And when I started in podcast advertising, so many podcasts say things like, I just want to make money or I'm doing all this work and I'm not making money. Um, And so I expected that podcasters would just take any advertiser that came their way. And I feel like I've been pleasantly surprised by the number of podcast hosts that turn down advertisers. And of course, I'm out there selling the ad. So it never makes me super happy when a podcast is like, no, I don't like that product. I don't want to advertise them. But it really does happen, I would say, way more often than listeners think. And really, I I think the host has worked so hard to create this audience. They've worked tirelessly to get this group of people listening to them and rallying around them. And they don't want to do anything to hinder that relationship. And I think as podcasters, Uh, you know, you have to really consider when is the right time to introduce ad messages to your audience. Because if, if you're really trying to build trust, if you're trying to build reputation, and if you're just trying to amass a really big group of people listening to your show, throwing ads in at the very beginning is probably not the right tactic. Um, And then really making sure that you like the product that is something you 
would actually use. I mean, and we've had podcasts that we work with who will, you know, receive the product and say, I hated that, you know, like the experience was bad. The website was bad. I really don't want to promote them. And anytime someone comes to me and says that I say, great, you know, I'm not, I'm not glad that your experience was poor, but I am glad that you're being honest because the ad needs to come across as being very genuine. And if you're not able to give that real authentic opinion about the product, it's not going to work well for either of you. So, you know, make sure that you are partnering with products and companies and services that you genuinely really like. And then in terms of size, it really depends a lot on the type of podcast you have. So um, we're working with a university right now that is interested in, excuse me, is interested in promoting some of their nonprofit certification programs. So we've been reaching out to nonprofit podcasts to talk to them about advertising opportunities. Well, you know, the average nonprofit podcast is not a huge, you know, isn't got a huge listening base. So we're talking about smaller audience sizes, you know, somewhere between a thousand and maybe 5,000 downloads per episode, but they're very targeted. And if you have a company that is interested in reaching that target market, then it doesn't matter if you have a thousand people or if you have 10,000 people, what really matters is the audience that you're able to provide. Now, that being said, we did have one podcaster that came back to us and said, well, my ads are $1,500 a piece. And I said, great. How big is your audience? And she said, well, I got 23 downloads on my last episode. And I said, Hmm. that's not going to work for me. (laughs) Like, We can't pay $1,500 to reach 23 people. It would make more sense for us to mail them $20 bills, you know? Um, So (laughs) you have to really think about what what you as a podcaster are able to to actually provide the advertiser. If if you're if you've got a small audience and if it isn't a super specific target group of people, you really do need to amass a decent size audience in order to make podcast ads work. And I when we first started um, in the the company and in the industry, I I started with 5,000 downloads per episode. Um, this last year we just increased it to 10,000 downloads per episode. Um, And the reason for that is just the growth of our company, because we've got so many shows we're representing now that we aren't able to provide services for the smaller shows. Um, But I would say, in my opinion, when you reach about that 5,000 download per episode mark, that's when it really does start to make sense for the advertiser. We see a good return on their investment um, and you can really make some money. So when you say um, downloads, um, that a listen and a download, same thing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because a lot of people just listen. Um, okay. Um, and, you know, when we talk about the audience, so I just wanted to reiterate that as well. We had Ben Smith on the show um, who launched the Old Time Central website, which is, you probably haven't heard of it. It's like fiddles and, you know, like the, mm. the folk music. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of it either um, mm-hmm. because I don't play that kind of music. Um, and he basically, he's trying to reach that audience. And he said, you know, best estimate, there's probably 50,000 people in this audience. So um, at the very best, he, he will, I mean, the most people who will ever reach is 50,000, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't go higher. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in mind, like how many people are actually in your audience. Um, so then how do you, how do you find advertisers? I mean, do people, I mean, do you work with, who do you work with? Do you work with the advertiser side or the podcaster side? 
Yeah. I mean, so when we first started um, the company, I was really interested in representing both the advertiser and the podcaster. But what I found is that we would go out and we would work with, um, you know, these different companies that were interested, say, for instance, when I first started, I, I was talking to a company that said, we really want to reach boat owners. So if you could find us some boating podcasts, that would be great. Um, well, it's a lot of work to find boating podcasts, especially, you know, when you're looking at, okay, I have to find a boating podcast and I have to find a boating podcast that has more than two people listening to it so that it actually makes sense to run ads with. Um, and then one of the big hurdles that we ran into is that there are a lot of hobbyist podcasters out there. You know, they're not really addressing the podcast as a business or operating it as a business. And we would sell ads on their podcast and then the ad wouldn't appear. And we would email them and say, hey, where's this ad? And they would say, oh, gosh, yes, I just totally forgot it this week. I'll try <laughs> to get it in next week, you know, or they wouldn't publish an episode that week. And I would say, what happened? You're supposed to run an ad. You didn't even publish an episode. And they would say, oh, yeah, you know, had to take my dog to the vet and just couldn't get it out this week. And I was like, okay, this isn't working for me. I can't you know, I can't build a business with people who aren't able to really commit to doing what they say they're going to do. So we realized that it made more sense to represent podcasts. So now we've got a list of about 70 shows that we work with, you know, those shows that we can count on doing what they say they're going to do in a very professional way and really creating strong partnerships with the advertisers. So now, um, you know, if, if you're a podcaster out there listening and you feel like, gosh, it would be awesome to work with a company who would place ads on my podcast, that's exactly what we do. So um, as I mentioned, we are looking for shows that are in that 10,000 plus downrange per episode within a 30-day period. Uh, but then we work with all of the direct response agencies that you know are placing ads with companies like Harry's and ZipRecruiter and HelloFresh and all of those big advertisers you hear on a regular basis. So we work with those agencies closely to help all of the shows we represent get ads placed on them. And then we actually go out, you know, and we prospect companies. We're constantly emailing and calling businesses and asking them if they're interested in podcast advertising and then um, coordinating those campaigns with the podcast. Interesting. I forgot to publish an episode this week. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I it happens how... to the best of us, but you didn't have an ad, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see how that happens if it's just a hobby. Um, yes. You know, very interesting. Uh, what are some, so I can, so you call a company and say, hey, you want to run an ad on a podcast. What are, what are some of the common um, objections or common concerns that people have? And, and, and how do you, like, what do you say to them? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So the very biggest concern in podcast advertising right now is metrics. So the hosting providers and the listening platforms like iTunes and such really do not provide a lot of information. And one of the challenges is that podcasts are kind of right in the middle between offline medias like radio and newspaper and magazine and billboards and things. Um, and then we've got this digital world, right, of Google AdWords and social media. And um, we are able to provide advertisers with a bit of information, but we're not able to provide them with enough information. And so what we essentially 
um, are, you know, we're, we're straddling where if we, we just said, Hey, we're radio. Then if we came to uh, an advertiser and said, we have 10,000 listeners, they'd say, great, no problem. But because they say, wait, well, who are those 10,000 listeners? You know, are they male? Are they female? Are they, you know, making $50,000 a year or a hundred thousand? Are they, you know, from California? Are they from New York? So we can't provide them with the level of metrics that advertisers really need to place good digital marketing campaigns. And because any other form of digital marketing can provide you with such minute detail about who you're reaching and, and if that person made a purchasing decision, we can't provide advertisers with much more information beyond this podcast got 10,000 downloads. So your ad was maybe listened to 10,000 times, but they might've forwarded or skipped. You know, we have really no idea um, how to provide them with all of the details that they need. And that's a real hindrance for the industry as a whole. And of course that part of that is because we're a little dependent on all these other companies, right? I mean, I'm just, I pulled up uh, this, this podcast page on authenticstorytelling.net just to check the number and uh-huh. I'm, it's available on nine channels, right? Um, it used to be 10 and the 10th one, I think I only figured this out because I have a podcast for my content performance culture book. And somebody said, I'm listening to your um, book on Breaker. And I said, what's Breaker? It's not even on this list, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so apparently that one is available on Breaker. This one isn't. I couldn't tell you why. I think it got taken off, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a little dependent on all these companies, right? Apple, Anchor, um, Google. I mean, is that the reason why that's happening or? How do we move forward from that? Yeah, I mean, it really goes back to, uh, you know, to my knowledge, it goes back to how podcasts are delivered. So podcasts are delivered via an RSS feed. And Mm -hmm. I have been told, not that I am a technology expert by any means, but I've been told that the RSS feed is a very kind of archaic way of delivering information. And Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, we've got all of these different parties involved, there's no standardization. So, you know, you're creating and hosting your podcast through Anchor, but other podcasts are creating and hosting their podcast through a whole bunch of other hosting providers. So you've got the hosting provider that's got a level of information, and then you have um, the podcatchers where people are listening to the podcast. So, you know, the iTunes or the Stitchers or all of those companies that can provide a level of information, but it's just one piece, right? So it's not giving us really all the detail. And then you've got privacy policies that are coming into play. So, you know, um, GDPR is just in Europe currently, but California has just come up with a new set of privacy policies that even California doesn't quite understand yet, right? So um, we've got all of these privacy rules in place as well. So even though somehow it's okay for Facebook and Google to track all of your movements, it's not okay for podcasts to do that. So it leaves us in um, in an awkward position. And I know that some of the best and brightest minds are working to try and, try and solve these issues. And when those issues are solved, um, I do believe that that's going to be the linchpin that will open up more ad dollars to the podcast space. Yep. And, and what, who is like the, the perfect company, perfect target customer that, that should consider um, 
um, going on a podcast with a sponsorship or, or an advertising so we find that there are a few types of companies that are really successful in podcast ads. So software companies, um, any sort of apps are really, really a good fit for podcast ads because we still really you know, see that only about 30% of the U.S. population is actively listening to podcasts. So it's still really a group of early adopters. Of course, our hope is that that you know, that umbrella of people listening just continues to grow and it will, but right now podcast listeners are still early adopters. And so it's great for technology because, you know, people listening to podcasts are also the people who are interested in trying new apps and new software programs that works really well. Um, consumer goods is just a, a great fit uh, because, you know, by and large, most consumer goods are now purchased online or through mass retailers. So that's a really great product um, or, you know, any any product-based um, company is successful. And then we see a lot of subscription programs that are being um, offered. I find too that a lot of um, kind of more startup culture companies seem to be advertising in the podcast space. And my theory is that bigger companies have very institutionalized marketing plans and podcasts are still so new that they're not going to be taking a large percentage of their TV ad buying budget and investing it into podcasts. But if you're a newer company, you can't afford to invest in TV ads at the same level that uh, you know a big, huge organization could. So podcast ads make a lot of sense because you can get a ton of coverage, you can get a ton of penetration, and the cost is much cheaper than other mass medias. And then how um, you do ask the podcast producers to report the metrics, how many of you mm -hmm. have listened and those kind of things, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually, the podcast we work with, we go into their hosting providers and we take a look at the numbers that they're receiving so that we have that kind of validation that they are getting um, what it is that they claim to be receiving. And so 30% of... Um, people in the U.S. are listening. I remember when that number was still quite a bit lower, which wasn't that mm -hmm. long ago. Yeah. Uh, why are podcasts taken off? In, or, or is that an overstatement? Uh, I, I think that it's podcasts are very interesting because they still there's still a big discoverability issue around podcasts. You know, for instance, I was talking to, you know, just a, a woman at a networking event the other day and telling her about my business. And she goes, you know, I really need to start listening to podcasts. But she's like, I'm not really even sure exactly how. And I think <laughs> that that is, you know, that's a common statement that I hear over and over. And, you know, it's as simple as, oh, hey, give me your phone. You know, oh, look, you've got an iPhone. There's the I, the podcast app, you know, just it's right there. But it doesn't feel that easy. Um, and so I, I think that it still is one of those discoverability things. And um, I, I think that the barriers are, are going down and the more people listen and the more um, podcasts become shareable, the more people will listen. But I think that because... I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say like 89% of the U.S. population have a smartphone now. I really feel like to me, that is the reason that podcasts have gotten so large. That coupled with the fact that we've had some you know, pretty successful shows that have come online that have gained some nationwide um, you know, notoriety for what they've done, which I think has been great. But because everybody, I mean, the bulk of the people you talk to have a smartphone in their pocket, 
it's very easy to listen to a podcast now. And um, once you know how easy it is, then, you know, and, and if you like it, if you resonate with that audio messaging, then it's going to be a good fit for you. And it's kind of, it's building a relationship, right? I mean, I am one of my favorite ones. I got a, a few, but one I really like, and I probably listened to the whole thing is the office ladies. Have you listened to that one? Oh my gosh. It is hilarious. <laughs> I was so excited at one of the podcasts up front. They announced that show and I was like, yay. I was so, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> so if you guys haven't listened to it, basically it's two to the actresses from the office um, and they're just going episode by episode to talk about um, behind the scenes things and other things that come to mind. It's quite uh, quite a hoot to listen to. How about metrics? So I did blog about this before over on AuthenticStorytelling.net. I did test it. Um, I went into some platform and the, I don't remember what it was, Apple Podcast maybe. And the second, uh, I mean, you listen for like three seconds mm-hmm. and that counts as a listen or a download. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know there's a debate out there. I, I don't remember the, the guy's name. I was trying to look it up. An ad age um, writer just reported that the other day. Netflix used to report um, uh, whatever it is, uh, watches. You know, how, many, how, how many people are watching it? Once you get to the 70% mark of a show, mm-hmm. now they're reporting it after three minutes. And that prompted me to, to joke, kind of, um, that's not even the five-minute rule. How do you know the five-minute rule? You watch a movie five minutes in, and if it's not good, you go do something else. <laughs> um, so, um, but but how about some of those things? I mean, if if, if a listen or download gets measured uh, three seconds in, how do we know that they listened to my ad ten minutes in? Well, and that's one of the very big issues with podcast ads. And I know at some point all of these issues will be rectified, right? Because Mm -hmm. as an advertiser, I'm paying a CPM or cost per thousand. So I'm paying to reach, you know, I'm paying a certain amount to reach a thousand people. And if I'm not reaching those thousand people, then, you know, what, what am I paying for? (laughs) You know, so I do believe, and I have even seen um, in the four years I've been in the industry that hosting providers are getting more sophisticated. And, you know, we don't have time to get into the different types. A lot of ads are moving to dynamic ad insertion. And then we are only counting those um, ad impressions once someone has hit the place in the episode where that ad appears. So there's a lot, there is a lot in the works and a lot that's happening. But one comment that I do think is really, really important for people in podcasting and in, you know, businesses interested in advertising and podcasts to realize is that when you think about other forms of media, social media, YouTube, people listen or watch very, very, very small amount. So I, I need to, to research the number so I can quote it correctly. But I want to say that the average YouTube video is only watched for like maybe a minute before it's turned off. But the average podcast is listened to for like 40 minutes. So, you know, when you compare the two. And when you put us in the arena with all of the other medias out there and what they're doing, you know, yeah, of of course with Netflix, they can measure something like that, but I'm not getting served any ads on Netflix either. So there, when you put podcasts up against other medias, people consume podcasts at a very, very high level. They listen to so much content through podcasts that it blows video out of the water. 
And so once you have an ad in your show, how, how long should it be? Is there any best practices you recommend? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the most common ad lengths in the space is 60 seconds. So um, I would say most advertisers going to ask for that. Some podcasts like to do 30 second ads. In my opinion, if you're trying to do a good host read ad, there's no way you can do it in 30 seconds because you want to build some interest in what's being talked about, right? Um, I would say 60 seconds is what advertisers are purchasing. That being said, most ads run more like almost two minutes long if they're good host read ads because the host is creating a scene, right? They're telling a story about what it is that they're going to talk about. And that takes more than um, 60 seconds in most cases. There's a point though at which the ads can get too long. So I've actually had podcasters record like five minute long ads and have advertisers come back and say, can you please tell them to shorten it up? Because, you know, it's kind of that old adage, I would have written you a shorter letter if I had had more time. And it's kind of that way with an ad too. Like who wants to listen to a five minute rambling ad? It really is just lack of planning on the part of the podcast when it, the ad gets that long. So my recommendation is between 60 minutes or 60 seconds and two minutes. Very good. Great. Um, Heather, thank you for sharing all the insights with us. Where can people find you on the web? How can they connect if they want to? Yeah, if um, they want to connect, you are more than welcome to email me at heather at truenativemedia.com. You can find out more about our company at truenativemedia.com. Um, we also have a podcast called Marketing Success with Podcast Advertising. Um, if you're interested in learning more about podcast ads, you can tune in. And I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So I post a lot of videos and things um, over on LinkedIn if you want to check me out there. Great. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your knowledge. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Stories win.